Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Welcome back to the Paddle and Fin Podcast Network. We're brought to you by Pelican Built Tough. For all situations, go to pelican.com. Yak Gadget. For all your fine kayak fishing accessory needs, go to yakgadget.com. Eastport Marina on the beautiful shores of Dale Hollow Lake. For all your lodging, kayaking, and fishing needs, go to eastport.info. Now let's get this show started. Hey guys, John Rapp, we're live. Let's do this. Take over Tuesday. Welcome to a special edition of the Rusty Hook Podcast, streaming live on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. One hour of straight talk regarding tournament news, angler profiles, gear reviews, and more. Now let's get our show started by joining with John Rapp, our host. All right, guys. Hey, it's John Rapp, the Rusty Hook Kite Fishing Podcast. Just wanted to reach out to everybody and let you know that we are running a live show tonight. So if me and my guest are out in the middle of God's country way out in the woods in West Virginia. And if you see any lags or something, just 
just give it a few seconds. We'll pop back up. But uh, I've got one of the premier elite kayak fishermen in West Virginia to come on uh, the show. And he's no stranger to success. He's been killing it for years since he stormed the scene here. Uh, speaking of Storm, hey, Storm Carver. Thanks for uh, saying hello and sharing. Um, but uh, we're going to bring on Mark Edwards. Now, something about this guy that you might not be familiar with is that uh, he is a, is a killer. I mean, straight up, you know, we could go hip-hop and say he's a thug on the water. But no, I mean, fish don't like him. Anglers hate seeing him sign up on Tourney X. And I see my our friend Buddy Vance is online watching. And I know Buddy doesn't like him because he's he's bumped Buddy a few times the past couple of years out of Angler of the Year. So without further ado, I'm gonna bring on our guest of honor tonight, Mark Edwards. Hey Mark, welcome to the show. Hey John, thanks for having me on. Hey, it's my pleasure. Always glad to have you uh, when we can get you on. I know you're extremely busy and you travel a lot. So we're, we, we won't waste much of your time. I know you just pulled a long day at work, uh, ju just jumped home out of the shower, fed the dog, and, and now you're on the rusty hook. So uh, let's talk about your trip. Uh, uh, We'll talk about what's most recent. Uh, first of all, guys, Mark has had a killer September and October. Killer. Um, all year. Did you have any fishing tournaments that you didn't finish in the top 10? This year? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, on national level, I, I didn't do good at all, except this last tournament. Well, I, I know mean, you locally killed it. Yeah, yeah. Like my, my best. National tournament before this was like a 29th. I had I had like a 90-something 90, 90 place finish once and 59th and 40th. So, so Mark, um, let's go ahead and let you start talking about what you accomplished in West Virginia and then how it carried over to go up uh, to the Susquehanna. Yeah, I mean um, – Locally here, uh, we fish so many different waters, uh, um, and uh, uh, from from lakes to rivers, and and I mean, so our rivers are smaller, uh, everything except the New River. Um, and we fished it. I think it was a month of August. I can't I can't remember because it was every week I fished a tournament. So I just didn't even know what the next week was was was. You know. I was just taking one week at a time, but I can't really remember. Uh, I know after the Hobie, we had a Hobie event in July on the new, and that was the first first time I've been on the new all year. And um, and the Hobie event, like it's there's so much in the decision making is is more important than fishing skills and 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 what lure you're using. It's it's where you're where you're going, you know what 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 time of day you're fishing in a spot and stuff like that it means a whole lot. But um, after the Hobie, I kind of bombed the Hobie event, and then we had three local New River events in a row. 
So the next weekend after the Hobie, I fished the same area as I did the Hobie. And I don't remember which club it was, but I did okay. And then I was like a fourth place finish. I don't remember which club. <laughs> I just can't remember. And uh, then the next tournament, I was uh, on the New River. It was a New River in Greenbrier. And the first day, I had the best bag in that tournament on the New River fishing the same spot. So four weeks in a row, the fourth week I fished the same spot. I kind of bombed. That was probably my biggest bomb in, in the state that, that tournament. It was a MSKA. I can remember because there was 30 people when I finished 21st. And, uh, but I mean, I still caught them decent, but. Were the, all, all of the tournaments you fished have a five bag fish limit where you're, were your numbers about the same for each tournament or no, 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 no. And, and what I did was I was in the same area for the Hobie and the mountain state, but I, I was in the same area, but I used a different ramp and I went a different direction. And both of them times I, I didn't do as well. The MSKA had a different cutoff and I couldn't put in where I normally put in on the other two. And it's crazy how much that little bit makes a difference. And uh, if anybody knows me and like Jody, you know, I grew up fishing in a bass boat and fishing the, the top of Bluestone Lake where the New River runs in. And I've always fished up. I didn't like floating. And so when I first got in a kayak and, and you know, uh, everybody done float trips and stuff. And that first year, I, you know, I ran into Jody near the end of the season. Me and him started fishing together. And um, he has the same style as me. I, I'd rather prefer going up and prefer single ac accessing instead of floating. And uh, on the smaller rivers, I think floating, covering more water. If you're first guy on the float, it's, it's probably the best bet. But the uh, these smaller rivers, you get five guys do a float man the fifth guy them fishes already know that something's going on you know by the time the fifth guy gets there and i kind of fish a little bit slower than everybody else so um i'm usually the fifth guy on a float <laughs> I, I remember uh two years ago when we fished it up on the cheap we put it in the same ramp yes yes we went up river because you know that's that's a narrow small float that we did and like you said you said, "You go ahead, John. I'll be about an hour behind you because you were you were letting those fish reset and try to, you know." Yeah, me, me and Jody fished that section uh, the first year I was, I was in a kayak, and that's what we did that in practice day because we heard that area had a lot of fish. So I hadn't been there since that time. So it was several years since I'd been there, and yeah, I let the other guys on that float because see that river. It only had like a handful of floats, you know, and there were several people in that tournament, wasn't there? I can't remember how many. I think there was the uppers of 60s. Yeah. 60s in that one. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, I went upstream to let the fish rest, and I caught the fire out of them, but they were just – that's one thing you can't control is the size of fish a lot of times. I mean – I've been very, very fortunate to be just catching the better size fish. And then there's certain baits, like um, everybody throws a whopper plopper and stuff like that, and that definitely does get bigger fish to bite. But um, 
that, that that's been one of my baits that I've done well with the last few months on the river, especially because I don't throw a plopper on the lake. I'd prefer a buzz bait for largemouth, and um, and and a jig. I mean, I make a homemade jig, man, and it's been. I've had the same one tied on since the uh, su Southern West Virginia Cock Anglers Championship on the tug. I I changed collars. I tied that one jig on there, and it caught two key fish in, that day on the tug fork. And then uh, I had it on for, where was the next one? The Elk River. Uh, the West Virginia Kayak Anglers Championship on the Elk River. I caught a, probably caught a handful of fish on it, but one comes to mind that it was my second biggest fish. It was maybe tied my biggest one. I caught it on a jig, and um, which it, you know, me and Buddy, yeah, it was so close. It was down to an inch. I mean, that's that's wild. Yeah. yeah. So that that helped out there, and I just kept that jig tied on until I went to Susky, and I lost the biggest fish on the Susky with that jig in practice. And I mean, I just kept it tied on, and then tournament day um, up there, I ended up day one where I had ninety five inches. Four of my fish come off that jig, that same jig. Well, you definitely had some success up there. Talk about the the differences. I mean, I know. We've talked about this in the past, and I knew uh, Jody and I had conversations on it. You really uh, there's there's people on the national scale that want to compare the New River and the Susquehanna, and there really is no comparison. There's no comparison. On, a, on average, the Susquehanna has much bigger fish. Um, yeah, there's just so many more bigger that. fish. There's just so many more bigger fish. I mean, like the New River, the day I led the Southwest Kayak Anglers. Um, I had, I think, 79 inches. Uh, I, I'm, it was 78 or 79 inches. And in practice, the first day at Susky, I had roughly 77 inches. I lost a giant, like a 19 or 20 incher. Um, but the ones I got in the boat, I had roughly about 77 inches and caught 70 fish first day of practice. I, I just wasn't catching the right size or, you know, didn't get them in the boat. I lost a couple on a chatterbait I didn't get to see. So they could have been better fish. I don't know. And then I've seen people around me catching better fish. So, um, I mean, I, I, I had a bad practice. Like when you go to them new places like that, you need to cover as much water as you can to find something you like. And the second day of practice up there, I, I chose a area that wasn't a wise decision. <laughs> I, I was thinking that I could motor up and uh, get away from people, like so, use my motor as a vantage, right, to get away from the ramp a long ways. So it took me two and a half, two hours to get there. And I get up there, and there's another ramp. And on Google, it says it's closed. So I didn't even... You know, that was a waste of day of practice. By the time I got back to the truck, it was 1230. Now, I caught some nice fish up there, but they were all close to that other ramp. And uh, so my last day of practice wasn't, I moved to another ramp with just a little time left in the weather. We had really bad weather up there. It was like. So I'm going to share buddy your video here. 
Well, you did a live video while you were up there. Yeah, I did that on day two. I was heading heading to my spot. I ended up catching eight of my ten best fish off one point. So did you have to move quite a bit while you were up there, Mark? Well, that's that's the way I usually fish. Like where I fish on the new river, I single access. And it, it was very similar. I had fast water. I had still water. Um, so I like the options like that. You know, you, you can find where the fish, the fish are there. They're the really, when you have more options, like with the fast water ledges and then the holes. So you could, if you find the fish, you know, you're going to be able to catch them. Um, but, uh, I, I kind of, it was more of luck than anything. I mean, I, I'm, I seen a fish on that point that was good, but the first day of the tournament there were duck it was opening day of duck season. So so duck hunters was on like there were three island points there and there was three duck hunters on every point. So um I was halfway down that way and I seen the decoy, the mojo decoy spinning. <laughs> it was barely daylight and um I mean they it wasn't even first cast and they started shooting <laughs> and I was just up river a few hundred yards from them. So I, I ended up catching a, a 16 and a half inch fish, but the Susquehanna, that's the difference between West Virginia and Virginia, you know, up there, a 16 and a half inch fish is a good fish, you know, back home. And like I was saying earlier, you know, I had 79 inches and that led the best day, you know, in the state, you know, on the new or whatever. And uh, the Susquehanna, that's that was that would be like average. I don't know at 70, 80th place or something. It's right. It was. I know day one there were twelve limits over ninety, and day two I heard there was way more. I don't. I I, I ain't looked you know at each day or anything. I ain't had time to do nothing but work. I went straight to work, but. Um, yeah, we'll talk about that, man. When you get back, how you uh, you and Jody hammer back to, for you to take a shower, get a couple hours sleep, and go to work. And still was a, a little late, but hey, let's take a quick break. Let you get you a drink of water or something, because I know you got to be wore out. And uh, we'd be right back. Hey guys, I'm going to talk to you about what we're going to do real quick while we take a break. Before I take get, go to commercials. I want to remind you guys that Paddle and Fin Podcast Network is getting ready to go back to Dale Hollow. Have you seen our trailer? Just want to remind you that that is in April 2024. It's already up on Tourney X. This past year, our payouts for big bass each day were more than $2,000 a day. Don't know if it'll be like that this coming year, but Richard DeVry and Brian Schiller and them will definitely put on a great show. You need to uh, start planning for next year. But uh, that's something you might want to put 
put on your books. So be right back. C-Pro Lithium, serious power in 12, 24, and 36 volt applications. Bluetooth capable. Go to Z-Pro Lithium for more. Dubro Fishing, American-made marine applications and locally manufactured soft plastics. Visit DubroFishing.com. Feel free kayaks, paddle, pedal, or power. There's something for everyone. Check out FeelFreeUS.com. Yak Gadget, American-made kayak fishing accessories and gear. Go to YakGadget.com for your rigging needs. Ace Adventure Resort, West Virginia's number one destination for hiking, biking, ziplining, whitewater rafting, and more. Check out HRAF.com. Westbrook Supply Company, Georgia's premium supplier for all your kayak breeding supplies and fishing equipment. Go visit WestbrookSupply.com. All right, guys, hey, I'm back. Thanks for spending a few moments there uh, watching some of the great companies that uh, I love to represent and be a part of. Um, go bring Bart back on and uh, let him talk a little bit more about what he does, how he does it, and why he's so successful. Hey, Mark, you're back, brother. Hey, man. So, you, as a fisherman, we know that you've got several great sponsors that help you with uh, your success. Uh, you want to give them a shout-out? Yeah, I'd like to thank uh, Fishing Online, uh, Native Watercraft, Dakota Lithium Batteries, and uh, Folks Custom Baits. Uh, Actually, my biggest bass in practice come off a folks custom crankbait, and um, I noticed that they were eating darker lures up there for some reason. The water was clear. The, the change in conditions on the Susky was it was insane. Uh, the gauge near where I was fishing it was at nine thousand cubic feet Friday and Saturday. It didn't change much Saturday, but it rained really, really hard uh, Friday night, and then it. It was, it rained Saturday, but it was just like a misty sprinkle kind of day, you know, didn't downpour. But it, it, it lasted all the way to 12 o'clock. And I, I only had like, I think I had 76 and three quarter inches at 1230. And uh, I mean, I kind of made a run. I, I fished a little bit of water. I didn't fish in practice. And um, them duck hunters sit there. I guess they sit there longer because of the weather being a rainy day you know not a bright sunny day i guess the birds might fly later and uh I'd, i had to drag my kayak up from behind the island and then the duck hunter was leaving so uh i was wanting to go try that island because that's kind of where i wanted to start at to begin with in practice there was one chasing bait there and um, so and right below that island there was another there's just so many islands up there. The, the river's so much bigger. But like I was saying, it was 9,000 cubic feet Saturday, Friday, and Saturday. And Sunday, I checked it while I was on the water, and it was 22,000. Oh, wow. Yeah, it went up about, I mean, literally, it went up two and a half to three feet in my area. But the, the river's so big, it, like guys down the river said it didn't go up as high. But the river down there is so much wider than where I was. I mean, it was probably four new rivers, five new rivers where I was roughly. Um, but you go on down and it's almost a mile wide. The river is almost a mile wide. 
So I wouldn't know how to. I wouldn't imagine that. I mean, yeah, like so. So you got you got five to ten times more of the habitat. I mean, the habitat for that river is just unreal. So and you know, there's tons of jet boats on that river, but and there's tons on the new. But I mean, the the fishing pressure just doesn't adjust. I mean, that thing's so big; they got so many different places to hide. And then, you know, New River here to house, they don't have that many places to hide like that. Um, but I knew, I knew just that limit I had wasn't that wet, you know, that good. So I made it to that point at seven or at 1230. I made it to that point and I cast a plopper across the point. Uh, nothing to hit it. So um, the current was so strong there, even though, you know, the water wasn't up or nothing. I just kind of parked my kayak uh, in on the gravel there, right on the point, and uh, I ended up casting my jig up, and because it was that point was super super shallow, and the smallmouth, they they, I mean I've noticed them. They just do it at different times. They'll be at the back of a hole, like right where the water comes up to being real shallow, and that's kind of what this point done, and um. Yeah, I see Elvis's comment there. I mean, I ain't never fished Upper Mississippi, but it's it's totally different than lacrosse, as far as lacrosse goes. But um, the uh, so I, as soon as it hit the water, I had a bite and I set the hook, and this fish is jumping. My scales battery was dead, but I, I'm positive this fish was over five pound. I mean, it was it was nineteen and three quarter inches long, but it was, they're just so tall. The fish are just, yeah, they're made like a bluegill. They're tall as they are long. And uh, so that cooled out like a 14 incher. So that's a five inch upgrade. And then, uh, I mean, it was like 30 minutes. I caught, I, you know, a, a 19 and three quarter, a 19 and a half, 18 and three quarter, and a 17 and three quarter off that jig and then uh i probably fished here another 45 minutes without a bite and you know i'm just sitting there on the point i'm not moving so um i'm thinking that it just if you give it time more fish will come back like just set up on it you know that's what i was hoping and i threw out a bunch of different baits and wasn't getting no bites or nothing so i was getting antsy about moving and i kind of moved up the point and I didn't see, uh, yeah, Elvis was talking about where the, I think, uh, the guy that won it, Josh, he was talking about the upper, upper, upper Mississippi. Um, but, um, so, uh, I'm, I'm out in front of the island and I pick up a mag draft, which I catch a lot of, a lot of fish on it back home. And, uh. I, I bet you it was my second cast with it. And then, and this fish just ate it. And it was a 20 incher. It ended up being my biggest fish of the weekend. And with that fish, the last time I looked at the leaderboard, I think 94 inches was leading. And once I measured it, I'm like, oh man, I think I'm over 94. And it gave me 95 inches even. But I load the fish, and uh, the Josh guy, uh, which me and him talked before before the tournament, um, uh, he had 96 and something. But still, I mean, 95, I, I overachieved. You know, I felt, 
awesome. You know, it just felt awesome to, to end up doing that well when you're thinking you're going to struggle. And the next day I was really, well, I catch that fish and I, I decided to take him to the bank because I'm off the point really. And the current's so strong, I didn't, wasn't going to sit there and try measuring it, right? So I'm taking him to the bank and then I noticed a mud line coming. And uh, yeah, that's what I was going to get to you. I was going to ask you about that because a lot of our, our West Virginia guys that were up with you talked about that mud line, a storm yeah. especially. And uh, I was wondering if it affected you too. Yeah. So this is Saturday. We got the fish till 3 30. I think I caught that fish at 2 30 something, 2 36 or 2 39 on the timestamp. So I take him to the bank and I'm thinking I'm not fishing that point no more, right? Like I'm done. And then I see that mud line as I taking because the river's so wide, it probably two hundred yards to get to the bank or something. And I, uh, I get over there and and measure the fish and stuff, and it's just total mud. I mean, I can't even see six inches. And I'm like, geez, I'm like, I got a seventeen and three quarter. If I catch another twenty, I, I mean, it's worth it. Like I said, this thing's going to blow out, right? The fish might not even be there tomorrow. So I went back out there and slung that uh, swim bait the rest of the day until quitting time and i never got another bite and um but i mean i was super pleased with i mean 95 inches of smallmouth's a dream you know and a tournament day that's kind of yeah yeah that's kind of insane so it it left me in third place but um so i ended up uh the next day i mean i didn't have nothing else right i mean i didn't didn't have a good practice and i hadn't seen any other part of the river really to be able to read it and um because that water was coming up and man it it was just unbelievable how it changed the area that i was fishing um so i went down on that point and like 15 minutes before first cast it wasn't real far from the ramp and um i sat there and i retied a few baits because of the mud and I, I i caught several fish on a fluke but with that mud i mean i don't know throw no fluke so I tied a tube on because I was mainly noticing the fish were feeding on the bottom, and that's something you got to learn. I, I don't, I don't like going very long without a bite. Like if something don't work, I switch up. I don't hold something in my hand very long, even though a like a plopper is going to catch a bigger fish. I mean, some guys will throw that thing till the end, and they live and die by it, and it and it pays off sometimes, but then it bite you a lot of times you know so i i just can't handle it biting me i mean i'll throw a cinco or something i got to get bit i like to get bites and i i personally think if you get more bites you'll catch you know eventually you'll catch a better better quality of fish but on the susky it, they, they just seem to be grouped up in certain sizes the big ones were grouped up together and um so I never really fished that point down below me where I seen one in practice until the second day I started on where I, where I caught them the first day. And I made the grass, the grass line where I parked the kayak the first day, it was already underwater. So, um, I did kind of didn't like that because I was 10 foot in the grass anchored out. And now if I, I hooked one, I had to drag him through the grass to get him in the net, right? You know, you, know, you could get a hook in the grass or something, maybe lose right. him. But it was all I could, you know, that's what I had to do. 
So um, it was first cast, and I just pitched out in front of the grass twice with the spinnerbait, like two different little spots. Never got a bite. Hey, I was I, I was wondering, you know, Mark Edwards is always throwing a spinnerbait, and I was wondering when that was going to come into play. I never got a bite on it in practice. And everybody wow. up there says uh, the guy I was rooming with, he he had a couple bites and his biggest fish come off from it. But me and him's dead opposite. I throw a bigger spinnerbait all the time and he throws finesse stuff. But he was fishing. I mean, it was literally clear water in practice. I mean, um, you could see at one time I was in a place I could see five to six foot down. Because the weather was right. The sun was out and the wind wasn't blowing. But, man, it was uh, Sunday. It was rough. I think the high was 55 at that with 20-mile-an-hour winds. And then the water coming up. And I'm I'm in the middle of the river, right? Like, this island's in the middle. So I'm getting beat up by the wind. I mean, it's just – it's brutal. And um, like anyway, so I made them – You can hear it. You can hear it in your, your – when you were talking on your live video, the wind was blowing hard on you. Oh, yeah, when I was traveling down there. Yeah, it, it did it all day. And um, so my third cast, I actually made a, a real cast, you know, a half, not a bomb cast, but just a decent cast. Because if a fish is, you don't want to go bomb one out and hook one and then fight him over top of some more fish. So, um so I kind of like half cast it and dude, I didn't get two cranks on the reel, man. Boom. Got one. So, I mean, so that, that gave me security knowing that there's fish there. Cause I was worried that they wouldn't even be fish there. I was afraid that with all this water coming up, instead of being in the back of the hole that they were going to move up to the white water. And I really didn't want to fish that part because it was strong current and stuff. And, um, so, so that gave me insurance, you know, I mean, I caught, I think 30 minutes, I had four fish, 70 some inches for four fish. So were you catching them above the riffles or below the riffles or? No, I was in the back of the hole. I was back. in the back where it got real shallow. On the okay. point of this island, it was real shallow. And probably about 70 or 80 yards in front of me, it was about four foot deep when it, when, when it was normal. Um, that's how deep a hole was there. It wasn't, the river's not deep, not in the area I chose. I mean, the deepest I seen it was six feet in a hole. It was, it was pretty, pretty shallow. And, um, hey Josh. And, um, so, so I ended up like catching that on a spinnerbait and I made about five to 10 casts with it and never got another bite. So I, I tied on the first day of the tournament, I tied on a, a, a 120 Chapo in black because I like darker collars whenever the weather's bad, you know. And so Saturday, the weather was rainy 90% of the day. So my first fish come on that Chapo. And um, so the second day, I decided to throw that big Chapo for my, for my second lure choice. Because the jig just was, I didn't think a jig was going to work where they were, they weren't six inches of visibility. And uh, the current was rolling and uh, the jig was just going to move too fast. Uh, uh, so anyway, I threw that plop, the chopo, I say plopper, but they're about the same thing. And uh, I, think I didn't it was know that. the difference. I didn't know the difference to those until I went and stayed with 
on the New River with Jody back in August, and he was talking about him and showed me where he had a couple. He had one tied up. I was like, oh, I, I had heard heard the term, but I didn't know really what it was. But it's just it's sort of a a different. It's type a knockoff. Yeah, yeah, it's just. I, they might make a little bit of difference. There's a little bit of size different or different collars. And I, I just choose the chopper because everybody has a whopper plopper, you know. Yeah. Something just a hair different. And um, I mean, I made two. It was back-to-back cast. I caught an 18 and a 17 and a quarter. And then then I went a while, no no fish. And then I picked up the 110, or no, it's 105 chopper, 105 that I throw all the time. You know, around here, I throw the 105 a lot. I don't throw the 90. Um, I, I throw pretty much the 105. And um, so I had it tied on. And I throw it kind of across the point, and one jumps over top of it. I don't know how they do that. And, I mean, it's a it's a really big fish. Uh, it's, it's probably 18 and a half, 19 inch or jumps over my chopo. Don't get hooked. So then I go to throwing everything I can over there real fast. Just and that fish must have just jumped and gone, or he he wasn't interested in anything else. So um, I pick up a spinnerbait. I'm back to the spinnerbait because I'm really thinking. I I don't I never sit on a spot all day, but I was thinking about just sitting there all day because I was kind of scared to leave it because a couple guys knew that's where I caught them. Um, so I was kind of scared to leave it in a way, you know, because. Yeah the fish could move up any time. And I, I think there were so many fish in the river. That's what was happening. One would just move up every now and then. But, um, it was about, I was there probably about an hour and a half and I ended up catching my, well, I think I had three and 30 minutes and then maybe another hour later, I caught my fourth one and it was on a spinner bait and it was a 19 incher. And I, I haven't posted a picture yet, but my spinner bait was, <laughs> My spinnerbait was fine when I got it in the net to fish, but I'm looking for to lay my rod down, and I hear the blades clang. You know, the fish go flopping, and I'm holding the net up. And I hear the blades clanging, you know, and I don't pay that much attention to it. I just lay a rod down, get my board out, get my phone out. Then I go to the fish, and then I get the spinnerbait out of, its net, or out of the net, and my spinnerbait is broke. And it's one of them deals where it broke right there where you tie the line to it. I mean, so it was so close to maybe losing that. It could, it probably, the fish probably flopped and it broke off in the net because the spinnerbait got hung or whatever. But um, I had another one that si- same size and stuff. And I, it was three quarter ounce. I mean, that's, yeah, I, I throw it in shallow water. I mean, that point wasn't two foot deep, but I throw it. I think it's got bigger blades. It's got four and a half, two, four and a half blade size. and to a fish, I mean, a four and a half, it's still not that big. Really, it's it's actually about the size of a shad. And that's one thing I didn't see in that river. I mean, I hear that there's a lot of shad in there. And uh, I heard guys, you know, throwing the bull shads is a real big thing up there. And, and <laughs> I've got one, and it was at the house. <laughs> uh, it was really frustrating for me not having the right tackle. Cause I would have been slinging that a lot. Yeah, it was frustrating. I actually have a four before bull shad and I seen it in my box and I said, Oh, there's my bull shad. And then, you know, I was prepping before the tournament and I grabbed that thing and it's got a bill on it. And it's just, it, it ain't, it wasn't made for the situation that right. I needed it. 
I needed an original bull shad. Um, Sounds like you you adapted quite well and used a lot of your techniques. Um, you got to adapt, yeah, yeah. And then so I had four fish, and then I decided I need I have to move, and I decided to go down where I knew there was fish below me. In practice, I seen a really big one. I kind of I floated over top of the uh, back of the hole, and then that's when I seen a fish in the back of the hole. And um, so I went down there, and I didn't make but a few casts with the, that new spinner bait I tied on, and I caught my fifth fish, and it was a 15 incher. And then I went straight to the bank and and just anchored my kayak up on the bank and got out and tethered to it and uh, stood beside it and just made a bunch of casts and I uh, ended up catching a 19 and a half. And um, so I, and I had a few more bites, but that. That chatterbait, that's what I ended up uh, getting it on. And uh, um, instead of throwing upstream, like I was on that point, and I was throwing upstream, reeling straight back to me, because um, that's the way the current was coming, um, I ended up being, like, casting across the current and letting it swing. Like, like it's kind of floating down the current and it's starting to swing uh, to the back of that hole because there was no way for me to set sit there. The water was too deep. <sighs> It was just no way for me to sit there except throw it like sideways angle like that. But anyway, I, I got that fish in. I lost a couple. They just didn't get that chatterbait very good, and they would not hit a crankbait for some reason. You know, it's got a handful of trebles, you know. If they'd hit something chattering, rattling, similar, uh, they wouldn't hit it. So I I went back to the point, caught a 16-incher, went back down, and I caught a 17 and a quarter. And that was my last fish, and I don't know what time it was, maybe, maybe ten, ten, ten thirty, but I'd I'd lost a good fish right before the seventeen and a quarter, and um, it might have helped a, a little bit. I mean, I I was only a quarter inch out of fourth. I'd have had a tiebreaker. Uh, Jake Harshman, he had a heck of a day too. He had 96 inches on day two, man. It, that place was just insane. It, it, it was just you unbelievable. You guys definitely killed it. I mean, y'all had some big bags, you, you top five, I tell you. But actually, the, the top ten was just, I mean, what, seven inches between ten fish caught. I mean, that's 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 amazing. Yeah. The, I mean, that one dude, I mean, you're pushing almost 100 inches of smallmouth, and it's just pretty wild. But, I mean. Do you have any idea what the citation is for Pennsylvania? I I don't. I would say 20 20 inches, inches. probably. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just guessing-wise, I'd say 20 inches. But I ended up catching, I know, a 16 and three-quarter and a 17 after you know my smallest one was uh seven seventeen a quarter and you know i mean you're you're catching 17 inch fish and they're not helping i mean that's kind of wild you know yeah that's crazy that's crazy. yeah and, and i mean to look back at it i had it was like two o'clock and i i decided to leave that area i mean i was just going back and forth and it was getting harder for me to get from the bottom point to the next point I mean, I had to, I mean, I got a Torquedo, I got the small 403, 
which I, I really like it. It's lightweight and stuff, but it's not near as powerful as 1103. But if you, you look at the top 10 or top 15, there were so many of us had Torquedo, which was all in common. And then so many of us caught, caught them on a chatterbait too. Like that second day, I think I caught two of my fish on a chatterbait. But I, but I lost, I think I lost three fish that was 17-ish on that chatterbait. I mean, two right at the boat. I was actually picking up the net with one, and the net kind of got hung on something. And I'm shaking the net, just holding this rod, and I hear him flopping, and then all of a sudden, it just slackline and just come off. So, I mean, not, not only did you place in the top, you placed in the top five, but part of your competition was a recent Hall of Famer in Doug yes. D. You know, I mean. How was your interactions with him, and how how did Mike uh, enjoy his time up on the Susquehanna with you guys? Um, he he was on uh, uh, Bass Talk Live today, and he was going to talk about it, but they never they never got that far. Um, they they just kind of talked about his uh, uh, Hall of Fame induction, you know. But I was actually in line right behind him during uh, uh, check in, but I didn't get to talk to him. He he was signing autographs. There was, it's pretty neat. There was some uh, yeah. kids there, and uh, I think the bass they they took pictures of him signing. But that little guy, he got everybody there to sign his shirt, and then they were actually there the next day for the awards. And he had his friend with him, and he had a big old board he wanted everybody to sign. So that awesome. was pretty neat. Yeah, it's amazing how the sports have grown. You know, I mean, yeah, it the stages. And, and honestly, having them guys, him and Greg De Palma, uh, fish, yeah. I wouldn't be surprised if a couple more don't jump in. I mean, I know, um, you know, Ike's got a, you know, he's with Hobie, and he's got a fish, probably he's, he's got a fish a tournament or two. You know, I mean, that's just part of it. And he likes it. I mean, he likes the competition of it. And, and see, both of them guys don't live far from the Susky and had a lot of experience there. But but after the Hobie event here on the New River and seeing all these guys travel and how well they done here, I mean, dude, these, these guys that travel and fish are super, super impressive of finding fish and catching them. And the guy that won the Susky, he caught them all out of one spot. And that was I mean, impressive. He's, he's the, uh, I believe, the owner and creator of Ashigan, too. That, yeah, yeah. Uh, I met him I met him in practice, and he gave me a sticker. Pretty, yeah, that's he, pretty cool. Yeah, he knows Mikey. Him and Mikey's yeah. buddies, or they talk a lot and stuff. And that's, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, let's take a quick break. You know what? I think I'm going to throw up a video of one of your uh, nemesis down here who likes to battle you for Angler of the Year. And, uh, this is one of the segments that I like to do, guys. It's called uh, um, Angler Profiles, and I, I've done them with several people. But let's take a look at what Buddy Vance likes to do. Who would be with me for a fun day of fishing? Of course, my beautiful wife or my son. Days with them on the water is always a blessing. Uh, I'd also love to take my dad to Lake Erie one time. Uh, I think, yeah, that would be a blast. 
Uh, when did I learn to fish? Let's see, my dad started me fishing as soon as I was old enough to uh, pretty much hold a fishing rod. He took me my whole life growing up. There's countless memories of me breaking a lot of rods, but him never giving up on me, but he always took me, and I appreciate it. Love you, Dad. What is my least favorite fishing technique? <laughs> of course, it's going to be a Cinco rigged uh, wacky style, weightless. Can't stand it. Uh, Brandy loves it, but it's just not for me. What is my favorite fishing technique? Uh, I love power fishing when possible. Uh, I like to cover as much water as I can in a day, but remain highly efficient. Uh, baits for this technique I prefer would be a spinner bait, a crankbait, bladed jig, buzz baits, or even flipping, uh, pitching a jig, or maybe even a smaller plastic bait. What is my favorite fishery? Hands down, it's going to be Lake Erie. It's amazing the amount of fish you can catch on this lake and the size of them. It's a trip that we start counting down the, the days each year. Which anglers do I admire the most? Uh, pro angler would be Jacob Wheeler or Kevin Van Dam. Uh, I also admire my beautiful wife, Brandy. Uh, she fishes all day, uh, no matter what the conditions are, and she never gives up. She's definitely a trooper, and uh, she don't complain. She, she, she gives it her all. Uh, what do I consider my biggest accomplishment of fishing? Uh, this year, by far, was my biggest accomplishment for tournament fishing. Uh, I was able to finish first for Angler of the Year for the West Virginia Bass Kayak Nation. Uh, I was able to finish second for Angler of the Year for West Virginia Kayak Anglers. And I finished third this year for Angler of the Year for Southern West Virginia Kayak Angler. So uh, it was a blessed year, uh, especially fishing with my wife, Brandy. Uh, love you, babe. You did excellent. Hopefully next year you'll be able to fish all the tournaments. So that was Buddy Vance, uh, which is funny when I bring Mark back on, that was recorded last year, and he said he finished second in the WDKA Angle Deer rankings, and this year he came out storming. He won a couple events at the beginning of the year, but he wasn't able to hold off this guy, Mark Edwards. Mark, I, now I, I, I know you were giggling in the background with some of Buddy's techniques and stuff, so was you thinking about some of the things that you do as well as he does? Or... Well, if you noticed, he's very open to uh, when you said the favorite lure, he didn't have one. You know, I mean, he, yeah, yeah, because he, he's kind of like me, whatever they're biting almost, you know, whatever they're biting that day. So you got to keep an open mind and just, 
honestly, man, you don't have to throw a bait too long and they'll tell you if they're going to eat it or not. Right. So, hey, we've got about, uh, we, we've got a few more minutes left. Um, I want to bring up a graphic here and uh, let's talk about this. And give me your thoughts on what you think about the most recent release of our kayak series for Bassmasters, the schedule for 2024. So looks like everybody's going to go back to Lake Murray, South Carolina. I know we've uh, we've had some success down there from West Virginia. Uh, Rick Garavaglia has been down there a couple of times. He's won a tournament, and he's come in seventh or eighth the following year. Uh, have you been down there before? Yeah, I, I had really good luck on Lake Murray. Um, I can't remember the one that Rick won. I think I finished 13th, and there was like 170 in it or something. Yeah, and then the next, you, yeah. yeah, then the next day I finished fourth, and there was like 120 maybe in it. So um, we we've got yeah you yeah so I I've always done well down there in the KBF like we've done it three years in a row, and uh, last year, man, I get my years mixed up. I think last was it yeah. the year before last when they had it, and then the Bass Nation Championship was on Russell. That was last year. So I got the fish at one day last year. And I I can't remember. I was in the 20th range. And um, um, I caught a lot of fish. I just didn't uh, execute well. You know, I just didn't. Uh, but now this year, I, I fished it one day, and I bombed. I mean, I totally bombed. I only had two fish. But, but yeah, it's it, like Buddy's saying. It's big limits. It's, it's a great fishery. I mean, it is. It is very, very good fishery. Tons of fish. If you're not catching them, just keep switching up. I mean, stuff, because they're, they're definitely biting something. There's just so many fish in there. It's unreal. But like last year, I got I got stuck to throwing a shaky head shallow, and I caught two on back-to-back -back docks. And I thought, man, I'm on them. And, and it's one of them times where I've, I tried a few other things, but I just kept going back, and I was more or less fishing the past where I, I fished that same ramp all the time. And so I, I, that that's what people do. So I fished the last previous years. You know, I caught them on this dock. Well, you know, I didn't catch them this year on that dock. I mean, instead of fishing, hey, this is where they're at, or, you know, you need to change up, I kind of just was hard-headed and just running covering a lot of water doing the same thing and it just wasn't producing and not using my head and then changing up. I know you told Steve Owens in your interview when you were up there this past weekend that you had fished every Bassmaster event up to date. Um, when you, the very first event that you finished second in, was that in Texas? No, the, no the one second was Logan Martin. Um, for the for the last two years since they since they started the angler angler of the year race, I finished I fished them all for the last okay. two years. But now that year I fished three events. The first year, the second year I only fished one because I went to Ufala, Alabama, and I finished eighth, and I and I got to qualify for the championship, and there wasn't no angler of the year or anything. So why travel? You know what I'm saying? When you don't have to, 
I mean, exactly. I love to travel. I like seeing new waters. The only thing, I, the only negative I see to the schedule is it's the same same stuff that most uh, all of us has already fished. Right. Um, like the, like the Gunnersville thing. I'm over Gunnersville. I mean, I love the fishery. I, I really like the place, but uh, you go somewhere else. You know. I mean, for Gunners, right. I mean, but I but I like it. Don't get me wrong. And and Possum Kingdom in April is going to be. I'm making Possum Kingdom if I make any of them, because the lake it's a clearer lake. You know, most of the time. But the first championship we had there, it was really, really muddy from a lot of rain. And this previous year, it was really clear. And, um, man, it, I mean, they they still should be some bedded bass in, you know, late April there. Should be several bedded bass. And then uh, Susquehanna again, but it's at a totally different time. So, you know, July, that's... That ought to be a good time, that you know that up there for that. Well, I don't know what the you know how we have the bluestone. We got the the mayfly. You know the, they uh, they start popping out right in in the in the June. I wonder what the, I keep thinking about that up in up in that neck of the woods. It may be toward the break the end of it, but uh, I mean, I, I don't remember. What, good, um, Ewing Ewing Minor. Uh, not Ewing, uh, what's his brother's name? Oh, shoot. The one that used to fish in our club some. Um, yeah. Anyhow, he won this, the, the Hobie event on the Susquehanna, and I believe it was July, but it was on a bug. You know, so yeah. that, that that's one thing I meant to talk earlier about West Virginia and, and, and Susky. No one, yeah, no one. And um, the – Man, back home here, we'll throw a, a fluke or a Cinco or something just to, you know, you catch a 17 or 18 incher, you know, that's a kick, you know, that's really good. But up there at the Susky, you need to just power fish. You just need to straight power fish for big fish the whole time. You don't bring out the sissy rods, really. I mean, uh, but. Leave the Ned rig at home. Uh, yeah, that's what I wanted. The day I caught seventy some fish, a bunch of them come on the Ned rig because I was having fun. Don't get me wrong; I mean, catching right. fourteen inch fish is fun, but um, uh, and them fish fought really hard. Uh, but that time of year, I mean, it, it's October's the best time of year for rivers. I mean, like the Susky or the New is October. The later in the fall, they get to feeding better. But I mean, it, it's a different time of year for the bass crew, so um, I'm looking forward to that. I just hope she's low and slow. I, I prefer low and slow than high and fast. I, I mean, it, they I bite agree. better when it's fast and stuff. I mean, you know, the bigger fish is less spooky and they're more in a feed mode. But I prefer being more stealthy and and being a little bit harder on everybody. You know. Yeah, like uh, that's kind of like day one was. I mean, it was it was harder fishing day one of Susky this than that water coming up so much and muddying up. And they definitely bit better for the whole group as a, as a group as a whole. You've seen seen, you know, they did better. Uh, but Caddo, man. I don't know. I've been to Caddo one time, and I know they they catch them really good there. There's really good fishing down there, 
but man, it's it's one of them deals where you see hundreds of thousands of trees and they all look the same. And I I struggled. We had a there's a KBF national championship there in eighteen or nineteen, two thousand nineteen maybe. And Joey Johnson went with me. I mean, we we're, we're riding together, and Joey finished eighth. I don't even know if I caught seven keeper fish in three days, I think, or something. That's how bad I was. Knowing what bait he's throwing, you know, and knowing what he's doing. And and I just could not. It's 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 odd that that you couldn't duplicate it, but that, that just shows you you can't catch somebody else's fish sort of sort of deal. He was just fishing slower than I was. I was moving the bait too fast, and I think the fish were moved up on beds, and I was just fishing too fast. So, as we get ready to wrap up the show, brother, you got the West Virginia State Championship coming up this weekend. I guess Thursday night they'll do the reveal on the the location. Um, They already revealed the location. Oh, have they? Okay, I thought it was – 48 hours prior where, where is the location at okay it's two days so we get a choice it's mud river lake is the lake so you have to fish one day on the lake and then um the rivers is going to be little coal and big coal oh ah. well yeah. i know where i go both locations so <laughs> i know where i would you, be you were quick with it i i'm a mess yeah. with it I, I don't know man that's to me, that looks like two different kayaks. I don't want to travel with two kayaks. I, yeah, I don't know, man. River, it, huh? The cold river, the cold river will be low. I mean, because uh, well, it's supposed we to rain this weekend, lot. and there's been a little bit of rain. I ain't even looked at the gauges. Um, the, the, the negativity to the little river deal is, see, it's so late in the year, like last year, Greenbrier, all the fish done went in their wintering holes, and um. Uh, What's like got six now? What's he talking about? I'm trying to figure that out. Hey, Phil, uh, another post. T- tell us what you're talking about. <laughs> All six. Oh, he's talking so, about kayaks. <laughs> kayaks. <laughs> yeah, I forgot. Yeah. yeah. Um. Oh, look at oh, Buddy. Oh, Buddy's yeah, already scouting. Look at him. Yeah. Buddy's already driving oh. up and down the water. <laughs> well we all know that's that's buddy's uh favorite lake down at upper mud he, he he's hard to beat down there yeah but yeah. after it was announced uh i heard he wasn't real tickled with it that time of year <laughs> <laughs> it, it's definitely gonna be tough because i've done really really well on mud river lake but every time it's been a spawn event and and, right. and i've been looking at the fish most of the time i caught them and um I mean, I think it has a, a little bit of fishing pressure, you know, just just overall it's recreational good. fishing pressure. It's not a big lake, so no, it's not that big of a lake, but it's but it's managed well. I mean, it's got it's got several different types of grasses. It's got um, it's got rock. It's got standing timber. It's I mean, it's got all kinds of bass habitat. Um, so. It's it's definitely with no practice. I like it because yeah, see, buddy, terrible time of year. I think I think it's going to be really really tough. And I heard, I mean, I I haven't watched the video because I was I was in a place that had 
spotty Wi-Fi at our little cabin. <laughs> yeah. I stayed with some friends and we, we got a cabin that was uh, one of them out. They buy a building and they make it a cabin. It had three beds in it. And then you yeah. had to go to another building if you wanted to shower or use a restroom or whatever. It sounds like it was at, at the, the old Henry's. <laughs> yeah, that's the right. And that's where everything's going to be at for this is old Henry's. Yeah. I, I got to. Yeah. I got to make uh, arrangements to give me a cabin. I de definitely, man, little things like that as far as getting good night rest for a tournament um, and, um, and, and man, getting your gear ready. I I'm bad. I need to, I need to straighten up and figure out a better way of keeping my gear. Uh, Cause I'm, I'm unorganized and I got stuff everywhere and I don't know where half my stuff is through a season. It's it's kind of hurt me a little bit, especially like in bullsheds the other day. I really wish I'd had one. It's like if, if you're like me, my truck. I, I, now's the time of year I try to clean out that back row, that back seats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pack full of tackles. Um, but then I'll, I'll pull stuff out. And I'm like, well, I was looking for that three months ago. Oh well, yeah, I'm bad that, for it too. That's, yeah, that's like your hat. When we I met you up at Tiger River, and I'm digging yeah, yeah. through. I know I haven't had it here. And then I, I couldn't find it. And then as soon as I come back to the house and open up the back door, right there it is underneath the paddle. And like, <laughs> I still have another hat for you. So that's cool. Um, but but me and Blaine, whenever we have to do a float trip or something, uh, yeah, I have to clean the front seat out. I got I got all my I my whole truck yeah. my whole truck is fishing right now. I mean. And, and that's and, and in order to win all three of them, I mean, there's nobody ever fished all three of them. You know what I'm saying? Like every daggone event. And I did miss one event for West Virginia kayak anglers, and I missed one event for uh, Southwest West Virginia kayak anglers. So I just had the minimum amount of events for them two clubs. Um, so that that made it a little bit harder on that that end where I didn't have a drop tournament, but but. The, dedic it, man. the dedication is really the thing that that and the more time on the water the better you get the more the more time on the water is the best way to get you can watch youtube videos all the time and and just like i mean jody's fish together and i can't fish like jody i mean you know what i'm saying jody's jody and i'm me i mean jody will know there's a fish on a grass island like these grass islands were uh, Jay Karshman, who finished right ahead of me. He said there was a 19 incher on every grass island, on the point of every grass island. Well, when I left that point where I was catching them, and mine was a rocky bottom. It was a little pea gravel rock. It's the same rock that's down that new river below the house here. And, and, and my jig works down there. I mean, it's almost like trout fishing. You cast that jig out, it's a 5 16th. And you just feel it ticking. It's floating down through there, just ticking on the bottom. And all of a sudden, it stops when it picks it up. I mean, it ain't like I'm reeling it back or nothing. I just sit there and hold it and let it drift. Right. And then they pick it up. Um, so, uh, yeah, when I left, I went to all these little islands down below me. And I never got a bite on any of them little things, man. And I threw three or four different baits on them. I don't, I don't know what I was doing wrong. There had to be fish around some of them. You speak of the goat, look who appears. 
Uh, Setting up the drift. That's right. <laughs> yeah, me and Jody, we I got home at 2 a.m. after the tournament, and he got home probably about 20 minutes after that. We we talked to each other on the way home to keep each other awake. That's great. I, when I first talked to you, I thought maybe y'all rode together and then dropped off each other, but now I'm like, that don't make sense. I figured y'all had FaceTime up where y'all were like, hey, wake up. <laughs> no, nah, we, we were just on the phone talking. Okay. But, um, Good. That's awesome. Yeah, he, he, he practiced up there, I think, almost all week. I think he started on Monday up there. Yeah, but he, he knows that river really well. I, I need to I need to learn a little bit some other places. And and when I drove back home, it actually took me down the river by Harrisonburg. and, and But it was dark, and the meeting was over at 7 o'clock. So I didn't get to see it all, but I got to see, got to feel how wide it was when I got on down there. I mean, it was way, way wider. And... Uh, well, brother, final thoughts on your year? And uh, any words of wisdom for the people out there that catch this show later? Uh, um, glory to God. I mean, without him, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I mean, I mean, I know it sounds cliche or whatever, but it, 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 it ain't me that can do it all. You know, I, I can't do it all without him. I mean, I'm not the one that's, putting 19 or 20 inch fish on my pole you know i mean that's that's out of my hands so i i feel like it's uh some things are meant to be and some things are i know i know a lot of people think you make your own luck and i believe in hard work and and doing that but i mean like this tournament actually i didn't put in the work the susquehanna i didn't do research and I got up there, and it I felt bad during practice. I'm like, man, I didn't I, – I wasn't expecting what I got up there, right? I thought it was going to be a little easier. I thought the scouting was going to be easier. But I just had a bad, bad practice, bad scouting, and then just pretty much had a miracle happen on that point there. I don't think it was a miracle. I believe you just uh, went with your experience and uh... – uh, your gut instincts and and everything like that. So anyway, I want to thank you for coming on and talking about your triple crown, uh, winning the West Virginia kayak anglers, uh, Mountain State kayak anglers, and Southern West Virginia kayak anglers of the year. It's all three clubs, the major clubs here, you took home their angler of the year trophy. Um, we wish you and everybody fishing success and safety uh, this weekend for the two-day event. And, uh, guys, uh, make sure you, you know, let people know where you're at, um, have a buddy, and uh, things like that. Um, but, uh, Mark, I always appreciate you taking time to come talk to me and, and the folks here that follow and the friends of the Rusty Hip Podcast because uh, you're definitely – uh, a stick and a name here in the state and it, just uh really appreciate your friendship and the, the time you take to come and chat with us yeah thanks for having me on john and um and uh, ha have a blessed year and hope to see you on the water soon
perfectly. And if not, um, we can always grab a sandwich somewhere down in Hinton at the at the dairy bar or something. Get a nice oh drink. man, if we're in Hinton, we're gonna be fishing, bud. <laughs> that, that too. That too. <laughs> hey, be blessed. Uh, and thanks again for joining us. Thanks. Thanks for everything, John. Okay, I appreciate you guys hanging out with us here tonight as me and Marky uh, sat down and talked about his success. Appreciate everybody jumping in and throwing out some comments to make the show more interactive. Uh, y'all y'all are great. Thank uh, you. You always let somebody know where you're going, what you're doing. Um, I, I hope you found success. If you would like to be featured on the show with an angler profile, please let me know and I'll send you the questions and you can send me the video answers and I'll build a video and I'll, I'll throw you up on the show. Stay safe. Wish you the best. We're out of here. <laughs>